Hey, this is Scott Klosowski. You've landed at The Digital Optimist, a podcast that looks into the future of technology impacts on the world. Yeah, I see a brighter future coming, so jump into a few episodes and see if you agree. Let me tell you a story that had a huge impact on me. Uh, my grandmother, who uh, was probably one of my favorite people uh, when I was growing up, mostly because she bought a lot of things and made me strawberry shortcake. Uh, she was also a smoker. And for 40 years, uh, she smoked. Nobody else in my family really smoked. And for 40 years, people would try to get her to quit. She would constantly say, it's not a problem. I've been smoking for years. Uh, never had anything wrong with me. I'm healthy as a horse. Right up until the day, the doctor told her that she had lung cancer, and she had uh, only probably a few months to live. Uh, And I went and saw her, and she spent hours and hours and hours talking to me and telling me about her life uh, before she died. One of the things that she said that had the most impact on me of anything was in talking about smoking and getting the cancer. She said, you know... Uh, all this time I've been telling everybody it was no big deal. Uh, and now I would give anything for five more years of life. If I would have known for 40 years that this is what this was the price that I was going to pay, then I wouldn't have done it. And then she said to me, I, I want to make sure you don't make that same mistake. So don't spend all your life uh, messing around with your health. And then when it's too late to do anything different and they tell you that it's going to end because of some decision that you made that knocked years off, uh, you've got no way to turn back. There's no way to fix the mistakes you made for years and years. It had a huge impact on me. Uh, From that time to this, uh, I've been extremely healthy. And when I look at health, although it's not always fun to to not eat everything I want to eat, although it's not always fun to do all the exercise that I do, uh, and I have no idea, you know, if some accident could happen to me. But what I really darn sure know is I'm not going to let myself die early uh, because I didn't take care of my body. Now, this isn't because I'm scared to die. It has nothing to do with that. This is just practical. It's just practical. I'd like to live as many years as I'm allowed, and I'd like those years to be as healthy as possible. Now, years ago, I read a biography by Lee Iacocca, and in his biography, he was talking about priorities. He made an interesting point about the fact that our health should be our number one priority. And he said, yes, I know people will argue that family or God or many different things could be our first priorities. But he said, you can't have anything else if you don't have your health, if you're just going to die. And he learned that because he had a heart attack at a young age and realized that the lifestyle he was living was going to cause him to have to check out early. And so I thought it was a really interesting distinction that he made, uh, that our health should be our number one priority. In order for us to be as healthy as possible, we really need to understand exactly what's going on with our body and need to know exactly how to make good decisions. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to be hard for some people to get their hands around, and uh, that is sometimes the hardest thing about looking into the future uh, is letting go of what you know today. 
So suspending what you believe is true or suspending the patterns that you have today to understand that the future will be a different place and we may have different patterns and different tools. It's very difficult for people to do. They become blind uh, because they only know what they've seen. They only know what they've experienced. And so they think that that's the way it will always be. When it comes to our body, when it comes to health, when it comes to living uh, longer, healthier lives, I would submit to you that we are pretty backwards. Most of us go through life and we really don't know that much about our body. We don't know how it's performing. We don't know how outside factors are influencing it. Sure, like in my grandmother's case, we understand if you smoke, you're raising your chance of lung cancer. Sure, we understand if you're overweight uh, that there could be health consequences to being overweight. So, so we understand basic things like that, but come on, in general, there's much we don't know about our body, how our body's performing, how it's reacting to the stimulus around us, and we certainly don't really do the math in a lot of cases at what is taking years off of our life. And the problem is when you don't do that math, if you happen to come to the end of your life and the doctors tell you that some of it was self-inflicted, like my grandmother, you will probably say, I would give anything to have a few more years. Now, if we want to maximize what our body is really going to be able to do, uh, then we would need to get a lot smarter uh, on actually understanding um, you know, what these impacts are and what they're costing us. In other words, we need to learn more about our bodies. So let's talk about that, about the future, and let's talk about what it means to learn more and what I believe we're going to see and what I believe is going to be massively impactful for us as individuals, but also have a big impact on the world. Because every time you allow people to live longer, uh, you change the mechanics in the world, the financial mechanics, the resource mechanics, a lot of things change. So sure, I I would love for everybody to live to be 100 years old or or longer, especially if they're healthy until that time. Uh, The impacts of that are something that we really have yet to fully understand. It may not be that positive. So let me set that dark side of future, and let's talk about the positive side of living longer, healthier lives. Now, I believe if we're going to do that, it's because we will learn some real basic things that we have no idea today. So, for example, uh, we really have no idea from minute to minute what's our blood sugar level. Now, if you're diabetic, uh, and I have a son who's diabetic, um, Austin's type 1, he knows because he has a pump and he constantly monitors what his blood sugar level is. But absent uh, having some gear like that or some reason because you're diabetic, most of us have no idea what our blood sugar level is from moment to moment. We have no idea what our skin acidity is. We have no idea how our internal organs are actually functioning, uh, which would be an interesting thing to know. We don't even really know our hydration levels, except at maybe a real basic level. Now, maybe we'll know what your heart rate is because you have a wearable on, or maybe you know how you've slept because, again, you have a wearable, you have some device that's helping you to understand that. But there are many, many different things that can be measured in the body that if we went into a hospital or if we went into some expensive equipment, uh, we actually could probably learn about how our body is performing. Uh, What we need to first solve 
is, is learning how our body is performing in real time. And I'm talking about 50 different points of analytics, uh, temperature. I mean, there's so many different things that we could be learning in real time. You know, we're just on the verge of much better testing to be able to find different types of cancers or uh, faster, better ways to find out if people have certain sicknesses. So the next step from there would be if we could in real time be grabbing information off of our bodies. It isn't just that, uh, that we can see uh, a moment in time what's going on. It's that we could grab that data and we could analyze that data over years and years and years. And because each of our bodies is different, uh, the, a lot of times you can't just set fixed rules for what it means that a body is performing well. It is a bit unique to each each person. And so being able to grab analytics over years and years and store them and have AIs that can analyze all of that data to be able to tell you uh, that, you, the, let's say, the degradation of how your liver is performing uh, is outside of the norm. So our liver is always going to degrade a little bit over time. But what I want to understand is, is mine degrading specifically faster than it should? So think in terms of 50 points of analytics that could be um, gotten off your body with sensors, whether those are implanted sensors, ingested sensors, or wearable sensors, the first thing that we will be able to learn is to see a real-time picture and a historical trending analysis of what's going on with our bodies. Now, just having that data doesn't mean that, that we uh, understand the trends or we understand how to read that data, and that's where the learning will start to come in. Uh, I believe that uh, we will get more and more information that will help us understand how is my body performing. And so when I have a combination of the analytics, the analytics over time, and then I gain knowledge to really be able to understand, well, what does it mean if my skin acidity is it goes one direction or the other? What does it mean that if I eat certain types of food, my blood sugar level spikes? You know, what does it mean that my organs are performing at different rates based on what I eat or based on my hydration levels, based on my stress levels, right? So once I, I have the knowledge to not only see the 50 points of data, but also be able to start correlating, well, what is causing negative outcomes? Then that allows me to refine my behavior. Now, we have accepted for hundreds and years, probably thousands of years, that our bodies are a bit of a mystery. We've just accepted that. You know, we, we today, for instance, as you listen to this, if I said, well, how's your pancreas doing? How's your liver doing? How's your stomach processing things? How's your endocrine system working? How about that nervous system? How's it doing? Right? If I asked you questions like that, you would have no idea really how to answer those for the most part. Now, uh, you know, if, if you're a, a big-time athlete and you've got full-time people around you that are trying to maintain your body's performance, maybe you could answer those questions a little bit better. Uh, but my guess is you, you listening to this right now, you couldn't answer that question. I mean, how is my body really performing? And it's not until it gets way out of whack that we learn. So... One of the things that's tough is I don't particularly know 
if how I feel is normal or not normal. I have no idea how other people feel uh, because I don't have a ton of data coming off my body. I have no way to compare to other people. So if somebody says they're feeling really good, I don't know what their data is showing versus my data. For all I know, there are parts of my body that are not performing well at all, and I'm just overlooking them. In other words, I can't feel or I don't understand that the feeling that I have uh, is telling me that something is underperforming in my body. So we've just accepted for hundreds of years that it's okay, right? It's, it's just a mystery, and until something terrible goes wrong, uh, I don't really know what's going on with my body. Now, in the future, we won't have that. And so I, I'd like to break down just some thoughts about the future and, and again, why I think we're going to get to a place where we have much more knowledge and control over how our body is functioning, how it's performing, uh, how we can heal our body, uh, because there will always be reasons to heal. And so let's talk about the future a little bit. And I want to paint this picture, see if you're with me on this. So one of the things that we'll have, of course, is the ability to figure out, well, what is normal for us versus what's normal for everybody else? Because if you imagine a world that I painted where, uh, you know, millions of people, billions of people are grabbing data off of their body, what, what the healthcare system is going to be able to do is to be able to analyze all of that data and be able to give us a much clearer picture, literally on a minute-by-minute basis, of how well is our body performing compared to others. And that's not a small thing. In other words, I want to understand how is my body performing against other males, against other males my age. Uh, I'd love to know in the city that I live in, how is my body performing? Or is there something that's unusual about the city I live in? The city I live in is very hot. Uh, It's 100 degrees outside today. What is the impact on my body? I mean, I noticed I'm probably uh, a a little bit parched. Just I can tell uh, in talking to you and talking for this long uh, that the heat outside is making me a little bit parched. You might even be able to hear it in my voice a little bit. And so I'd like to be able to see that. Uh, I'd like to be able to see how healthy I am compared to a, a male my age in Japan or in Russia or in the Philippines. There's so many things I would love to be able to see that in the future we will be able to see. We'll not only be able to see what's normal for us and for our body versus what would be normal compared to many other people, which could help us make decisions of, hey, wait a minute, why is my body degrading at 10% faster or 20% faster, or why is my body struggling uh, to, to operate um, at a level that, that's much higher than other people? I mean, by learning that, it helps me to be able to make much better decisions, and we will be able to do that in the future. We will get out of this belief that our body is a mystery and we have no idea what's going on with it, nor do we have any idea what's going on with anybody else's bodies. Now, the other thing that, that we'll be able to do is get a much clearer picture on the impact of the environment on us. So when we can do those analytics, uh, and then we can combine them with a bit environmental analytics, uh, we will learn the truth about things like what is the impact of food? You know, the food that we put in our body has a massive impact, as you know, on our health. Not just uh, does it make us overweight, right, or underweight. 
There's also a toxicity issue. Some food is toxic to us. It has chemicals in it. Some is toxic to us uniquely because we have allergies. Sometimes we know about these allergies. Sometimes we don't know about these allergies. Why? Because we don't have enough data in a lot of cases on our body. You know, for years, uh, I ate... Uh, or I drink milk, I drink cream, uh, I eat gluten. Now, my mom has celiacs, uh, and so she's gluten intolerant, doesn't eat gluten, uh, and she's lactose intolerant. And so I grew up with this, but I never paid a lot of attention to it until uh, a few years ago, uh, I'll never forget, I ate a big plate of macaroni and cheese that I had made. So lots of hard yellow cheese and lots of white flour, pasta. I got done eating it, and then I kind of felt sick. Not horribly nauseous, just annoyingly nauseous. And I started thinking about it more and more about, you know, if my mom has those issues with her body, maybe I've inherited some of it. So, you know, a lot of people had started to be gluten-free, and so I said, well, it's not that hard anymore. Let me try to be gluten-free, and I immediately felt better. Uh, I stopped eating a lot of dairy, and I felt better. Later on, I started experimenting with soft dairy versus hard cheese. I found out it wasn't the soft dairy that bothered me. It was the hard cheese that bothered me. Now, it took me decades to figure all of that out, and, and I work hard to experiment with what I eat just to try to figure out what works for me and doesn't. I don't eat red meat. Uh, it's not necessarily that I mind that it's killing cows. Uh, I mean, I love cows. I love animals. Uh, but the big reason I stopped eating red meat was I, I stopped one time uh, because my wife wanted to experiment with being vegetarian. And what I realized was I didn't digest red meat very well. When I eat chicken or fish, I digest it really well. But when I eat red meat, it just sits in my stomach for a long time. Now, I, I feel like I'm pretty aware of what food does to my system, and I've worked hard at that, but I am sure there are still a hundred things I don't understand about food because I'm getting no information. Again, we won't have that in the future. In the future, we will have many types of sensors and wearable devices uh, that tell us in real time what the impact of food is on us. We'll have lots of digital information on what is in the food. It won't be looking at a label and trying to read through. There will be a digital download of everything that's in the food, and I can put that right into my wearable device, I'm sure, or right into my sensors. So when I eat during the day, uh, there's data being accumulated all day long of what I ate uh, and then what was probably good for me or what was not good for me. I'll be able to watch analytics and see. Now, there will be other catalysts. There's pollution, for example. If you live in an area that's polluted, you know, what is that doing to you? The water that you drink, depending on how clean it is, what is that doing to you? How much water you drink at all? You right, I've heard drink eight glasses. I've heard drink two gallons. I've heard that's all overblown. You don't need to drink water. I've heard seven different things about drinking water. What I want is the data that I will have in the future that will show me exactly how much water I need for my body. And by the way, how much I've already drank and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. So there are tons of external catalysts that impact our health. And in the future, we'll have much better visibility into those in real time. Now, I've talked to people about this and some have said, oh, I don't want to live in that world. You know, that sounds like a very inconvenient world where I've got to monitor everything I eat. That's terrible. 
I just don't believe future generations will say that. I think it'll become very normal for them to, to maintain their health, maintain their weight, right? maintain the, the, the damage on their bodies and, or restrict the damage on their bodies by just doing a quick look at their wearable device or a quick look at their heads-up display to see what's happening to the environment around them and their food uh, that might be causing issues with their body. So we know in the future that external catalysts will have a much better picture of what's going on. Another thing that we will do is we'll learn a lot more about uh, what our potential natural lifespan is. Now, I'm not talking about we're going to know exactly when we're going to die. What I'm talking about is all of our bodies are different. We don't start from exactly the same platform. So two people side by side could uh, have the same health impacts. They could exercise exactly the same, eat exactly the same, live in exactly the same place, same amount of stress levels. And they still might die differently. Because when, when their DNA came together, when they came out of their mother's womb, their body, their internal viscera, their muscles, everything is slightly different. And the differences in our bodies mean that, that there will be a different amount of longevity to us, or there's a different reality as far as what it would take to extend our lives. This is what we will be able to learn. Now, this will take some years of looking at data, but it will also take some years of studying and understanding what are good decisions for me. It will take years of learning exactly how you can maximize uh, the performance uh, of your body or minimize the damage on your body. For example, we all know stress is an issue. Uh, but but we can't really quantify, okay, well, what is day after day after day of stress? What is it doing? How many years is it taking off our life? When we actually have some understanding of that, I think we'll deal with stress differently. Uh, Let's look at something that's even tougher. Think about antibiotics. Today, you know, antibiotics are a, a wonderful prescription. Uh, they solve certain problems that in the past we couldn't solve and many people died from not having antibiotics. We also know that antibiotics get overprescribed at times and that people will not finish a whole round of antibiotics, which uh, just sets up a situation to, um, to create a resistance against the antibiotic. So, so we know there are things like that. I'm just picking out two details of things that could happen to your body that could shorten your lifespan. In the future, we will be able to learn what will it take to maximize my body, my health. Should I take an antibiotic? How long should I take the antibiotic? When should I stop taking the antibiotic for maximum impact so that an antibiotic does not become a problem? much less every other prescription drug that I could call out now and say that in the future we'll have a much better sense of what the impact of the prescription drugs are on us. You know, as we sit here today, uh, you know, we have DNA-level uh, custom drugs being built, right? It's new, but we have them being built. And again, think in the future what that means, that you'll be able to have custom prescriptions made for your specific DNA and then have a good understanding of how to manage those prescriptions to preserve years. 
because I expect there are many, many people that either abuse prescription drugs or misuse them even without knowing that have taken years and years off their lives. In general, one of the things that, that we could say in the future that we'll be able to learn to do is to self-diagnose. You're probably hearing that as an undertone in this podcast, that we will surely still need the healthcare community. It's just that the healthcare community will look vastly different. When we talk about preventative healthcare, we have no idea today what that will look like when they've got years of tracking data on us as far as how our bodies have been performing. They will be able to see some sickness or some problem coming on years ahead of when we've been able to see it now, where now it's too late by the time it manifests. In other words, the damage is too far done. And now we're having to look at some physical repair like a transplant, as opposed to, hey, we could have helped your heart be healthy if we would have started two decades ago. In the future, we won't need the healthcare industry as much to help us diagnose things. We'll be able to self-diagnose much better. We will have access to huge amounts of our own healthcare data. We will learn how to interpret that healthcare data. So we will be able to learn how to self-diagnose at a much better level. I don't say any of this to uh, besmirch the healthcare industry. It is an industry. It is a profit-making industry. It is an industry that, uh, in some cases, puts profit over patients. Not all, but in some cases. It is an industry that is really needs a dose of us being able to learn how to take care of ourselves. We have seen the first generation of that with the Internet itself. And there's a lot of talk about the dangers of self-diagnosing, but for every one time somebody self-diagnosed wrong, there's probably 10 times that people have self-diagnosed in some way that is healthy because they had access to information on the internet that they never had before the 90s. So this ability to self-diagnose in the future will only only increase, and it will be a huge blessing to us because we'll be able to take more responsibility for our own health. In fact, I really believe people in the future will look back, and they will be amazed that we could even live to be 70 years old, given the amount of learning or given the amount of information that we have today. Uh, I, I say this all the time that I, I think, you know, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, they will, will look back and they will say, man, they were in the dark ages back in the 2000s, just in the dark ages uh, of understanding what to do with their health. Uh, they had really poor tools. They had no idea what was really going on with their body. They didn't have great information about how to extend their life or how to keep themselves healthy. And the sad thing is, in a lot of cases, people just accepted this and didn't want to look. Uh, you know, even today, think about how many people we have that ignore the signs. I mean, they ignore the problems like my grandmother did. You know, she ignored smoking. But we have millions and millions of people today that, that just ignore exercise, right? They ignore eating healthy. They ignore what stress does to your body. They, they just ignore all of the impact of the environment on their body. Uh, they don't count the cost until it is too late. This is one of the things that I am most optimistic about is, is because our health it should be and is in some ways our number one priority. 
I am so looking forward to having all of the wearables and sensors and data control and AIs, the, the, the new healthcare system that really is able to help us do preventative maintenance on our bodies uh, so that we can live as long as we're meant to live and that we don't check out early because of ignorance, because there was something that we couldn't learn. So, as I said in the last podcast, a lot of people don't understand the power of learning and what that's going to bring us in the future with technology. Uh, This one aspect of just being able to learn more about your body, more about your health, and take more responsibility for living as long as we'd like to live in as healthy a state as possible, this is something that will be absolutely wonderful in my kids' and my grandchildren's life, much less further down down the tree. So I I hope this paints a good picture. In the next episode, we will talk a little bit further about another area of learning, uh, just to continue to try to paint the picture about the future, why I'm excited about the future, why I see such a bright future, as opposed to the dark future that too many people see. All right. Hope this all made sense to you. Uh, I hope even now, without all the glorious technology we're going to get, maybe you're motivated to say, well, let me take what we already have and let me try to use that and maximize the years that I have. I wish long life for all of you. More than that, I wish a long, healthy life for all of you. And I pray that none of you end up like my grandmother does when it's too late saying to yourself, I wish I would have made a better health decision. Try to make that good decision today. Thank you for listening and giving these ideas a chance. Let this be a two-way conversation and connect with me on Twitter at sklosowski or on LinkedIn. I also write a blog that you can find at scottklosowski.com. An added bonus is a library of thought-leading graphics you can download from the site. One more thing, please take a moment and rate this podcast on whatever platform you use. Ideas are powerful change agents, and positive reviews will help spread the digital optimism.